1: It's Livin' the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream.
0: This week on Live in the Bream, we've got somebody that you have probably heard if you are a fan of Christian radio, of great music, but oh my goodness, his backstory. And there's so much there that I have learned and looking forward to talking with him. Ryan Stevenson joins us today on Live in the Bream. He is a Grammy and Billboard Music Award nominee. He's won Dove and all kinds of other awards. He's had tons of number one hits. He's a writer and a singer. And how he got from point A to point B is pretty fascinating. So Ryan, welcome to Live in the Bream.
1: Thank you, ma'am. It's what a pleasure to be here. It's truly an honor.
0: I got to tell you, I know about some of your hit songs, but I didn't know about some of the ones that you have written or co written with other people that they've recorded too. It's an amazing record that you've got out there.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, it's, I'm, uh, I know what I'm capable of. And uh, this, none of this is, is really me. I promise. I, I am so thankful to, that people want to listen to anything that I write down. And and um, I feel like it's just truly the Lord's provision and His hand and His wind on, on these thoughts and prayers that end up uh, touching a lot of people. And I'm just so grateful for that.
0: Yeah, you're like me. There's a lot of divine intervention. And I think it's oh, good that we absolutely. view our lives in that way, that it's good to be able to say it's not about us because then it's not on us, you know. Um, 100%. It's such a good feeling. Okay, so you you've got this brand new album, Able, that we'll talk about, but I wanna go a little bit back in your story because I didn't realize and, and maybe your super fans would know all of this, but for folks who don't know your backstory, um, you did love music growing up and that kind of thing, but you were, when you're early on, also working driving an ambulance or as an EMT. Tell us about that and how you got from there to here.
1: Yeah, well, well, it's my I always want to just preface it by saying my my story and my journey is very uh, unconventional it's been a a wild quirky kind of ride but um i originally went to college to become uh, an er physician i loved the medical field I, I wanted to be a doctor long story short i ended up not going through medical school i became a paramedic instead so i went through 2 years of paramedic school and I worked uh, managing a, a you know, a frontline nine one one ambulance for about eight years. And it was actually on my job at, on shift on a nine one one call, really, where it was a true event that took place that kind of was the catalyst that transitioned me from working full-time as a paramedic to going into Christian music full-time. and and it
0: literally involved. A lightning strike.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yeah. When <laughs> we it's... talk
0: about lightning striking, that's actually what happened in your case.
1: <laughs> it sounds it sounds made up and I love talking about it because like you and I were just talking, it's it's not about me. It's it's the Lord and his divine hand in the details of our lives, meticulously crafting our story if we let him. Um the nuts and bolts of it is really I respond. I was a paramedic. I was working one day. It was in the middle of the afternoon. It was a beautiful day, but all of a sudden, this crazy flash flooding, downpour, and lightning storm just hit the valley. It came out of nowhere. It lasted about three minutes and then it was gone again. And it just cleared up to a beautiful day. Well, right after that storm had hit, our dispatch tones went off and we got dispatched to a lightning strike for a 39 year old female who was in cardiac arrest and sure enough we drove we were we were quite a ways away from it so we drove up there into the hills and it was a was a young female 39 year old female who was out hiking in the hills with her two little boys and her mom and they had been looking at property, you know, they were kind of scoping out some property and some land to potentially maybe build a home on at some point. And the storm came in, they tried to run back to the car. They didn't make it to the car. Um, Lightning struck the lady in the head. And down they go. She's in full on cardiac arrest. The mother was uh, drove to the next house down the hill which was, I I believe it was about a mile away because they didn't have a cell phone. The cell phone got Mm -hmm. melted in her jeans uh, from that lightning strike. It got totally fried. So by the time we got there, she'd been down, you know, not breathing, no heartbeat for a long time, probably 10 minutes. And uh, I just felt like, man, you know, the first thing I saw, I walked up, I saw her boys standing there. It was this catastrophic really tense, uh, tense scene. I just told my guys, I said, Hey, put her in the ambulance. I knew in my head and my heart, I was like, man, she's just, she's not going to make it, but we'll just take her to the hospital. Mm. Fast forward moments later, we're in the back of the ambulance. I'm putting IVs in her. I got, you know, chest paddles on her. I'm doing my thing. I put a tube in her lungs. I intubated her. I'm breathing for her. And moments later, I'd see her heart come back. And long story short, again, we, I fully revived her, me with, and my team. We revived her and we delivered her to the, to the hospital with a heartbeat, a good blood pressure. So she made it. She survived and she recovered. Miracle. Total miracle. I mean, I, we, I was just completely blown away. Months later, she and I ended up connecting through a series of events and she found out that I was, you know, this paramedic that had helped her was kind of this, the more we got to talking, uh, she found out that I was a, a local musician in the community. Like I was just out playing coffee shops and acoustic open mic nights, wherever, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of doing it as a hobby because I just loved it. And so my... Were you so thinking on my, at
0: that point, I'm sorry to interrupt, but were you thinking at that point that you would ever do music professionally?
1: Man, not really. I I wanted to like that was my dream, but I was I was very content just working as a paramedic. It was a great job. Um, I was learning a lot. It was you know it was pretty safe. It was pretty secure. Like we had good benefits. We had you know a, a salary. All those things that make it a kind of a low risk existence um, mm-hmm. and a, and a real consistent type of income. Music, on the other hand, it was just up seemed like a, a pipe dream, like it was risky. There was no guarantees, there was no no guaranteed financial income, there was no benefits. I mean, we were if that was going to be the case, it would really have to work. And so she said to me one day when we were talking, we were having coffee one day. This was months after her event. And she just said, Man, I I see something in you, Ryan, that I I can't explain there's just something different about you. If if you weren't a paramedic, what would you want to do? What's your dream? I said, well, my dream is to do music full time, to make a living playing music and helping people, ministering to people through my songs. And let me remind you, you know, this lady, she and I don't necessarily share the same faith we're not on the same spiritual path, but she just said, I I want to help you. I want to be there for you if you ever need me. So fast forward months and months later, I get an opportunity to go into a recording studio because I'd been writing songs for 12, 13 years, mm-hmm. you know, since high school. And she said, you know, I remember she told me, if you ever need me, I want to help you. Well, I needed some money. <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> As um, most it
1: was, starting out artists uh, do. And it's so, I mean, I... I dialed her number and put the phone down so many times. I was so, so nervous and I felt so humiliated. Like I cannot, can't go there. I can't ask this this lady for help. And I just, I was like, I just felt, well, I'm just going to ask her and she she can say no. And she was immediately said, yes, I want to help wow. you. What is it going to take? And I told her and she and here's kind of another funny story, how the Lord works. I said, I need, I need $4,000. She's like, huh? Interesting. Well, that's, that's kind of weird because a couple days ago, this retroactive disability check from an insurance claim just showed up at our house. I don't know what it's from. I think it's from the accident, but we've never seen anything like this. And it's literally for the amount you need. So I know that that's your check. So I, She gave that to me. I went to a recording studio. I recorded five songs that I felt like could be five really great songs to kind of put my best foot forward. And that ultimately led me to this guy named Toby Mack through a series of events and we ended up writing a song together and (laughs) the rest is kind of history.
0: I mean, yeah. And that song Speak Life is a Hmm. fantastic song that it's almost an instant classic, I mean it's just one that's gonna be around for the ages, and mm. do you know when you're writing a song like that like, ooh, this one feels like it's gonna hit it's gonna be a hit
1: and I feel like it's almost the opposite for me personally really i feel, yes, I feel <laughs> like every time I've written something and i'm like oh this is this is a smash, like I feel like this is a big hit song it does marginally okay. But it's the songs that I'm just like, I'm writing that one for for me with a deep meaning and I just, I'm saying the thing, I'm risking and I'm saying the things that I feel like are just moving me so deeply in my own heart. Those are the songs like Speak Life that that just popped through and, and ended up kind of striking a chord in the hearts of a lot of people because I just think there was such... There was such transparency and truth and honesty in those songs like there was nothing vague there was no broad strokes it was specific about the words that are coming out of our mouth and i think those those specific messages tend to really resonate in the specific areas of our of our heart and soul
0: we'll have more live in the bream in a moment Tell me about Eye of the Storm. Did you not think that that was going to be a huge hit?
1: What nope, did you think when that one all.
0: came together? And were you surprised by the success of
1: it? Totally blown away. That In fact, that song was never really even supposed to exist. I had my record completely done. And uh, my A&R guy, our, our record label, came to me last minute. And he just said, hey, man, Ryan, we love, we love everything that you've turned in. It's great. We're so proud of this record. You have nine songs, but your deal says that you can have ten. And ten—a double-digit, a, a double-digit double track listing—just looks better on iTunes and all the streaming platforms. So, hmm. do you have anything at all? I said no, I don't. I said, well, can you write something and and we'll just put it at the bottom of the record. We'll just bury <laughs> it. We'll be, this is going to be we'll the have- Z-list yeah, exactly. side of this we'll, thing. Uh, well, at least just have 10 songs. So me and my friend Brian wrote, wrote a song called Eye of the Storm in about 30 minutes. And we just started writing about stuff that was real, things that uh, were actually going on in people's lives, in, in my life, in his life, in the lives of our friends and family. And w- again, we just spoke specifically about, you know, job loss, financial hardship, losing a child getting Mm -hmm. sick with cancer things like addiction like we were just we just went there because we knew you know i was told don't worry about this last song it'll never be a radio song we'll never do anything crazy with it we Mm -hmm. just need one more song and that was eye of the storm and when it did it take the
0: pressure off you know when it's explained to you that way like oh it's no big deal it's going to be sort of a filler thing
1: does that make a difference 100%. when
0: you're trying to throw something together
1: absolutely because then you then you just really write truly from honesty and you risk and you just you write the message uh without that that governor, if you will, of mm-hmm. how do we get this uh down down how do we breathe this song down the straw with everything else that may or may not you know strike a chord with people when when you don't have those, uh, those boundaries on there, I feel like the, the real deep heart and the vulnerability comes out really easily. Mm-hmm.
0: And that gave birth to other things, including, you've authored a book, Eye of the Storm, Experiencing God When You Can't See Him, and you've got a podcast weathering the storm as well. Does it continue to focus on those trials in life, those things that really are common to all of us at some point, we're going to have deep valleys and storms?
1: absolutely i think that one thing that i've learned you know with my history and the with my history and just the area that i grew up with the people that i grew up with and seeing real life take place on a daily level right in front of me with with really honest people seeing people's brokenness uh starting out playing music I started leading worship in little in little church groups called Celebrate Recovery which were people who oh, were know. coming out of out of addiction yes. and just seeing like that's those are my people like that's my community like we all go it was so clear to me early on that man we are all just people and we're not necessarily broken we're just growing we're in a state of of maturation and we We are all going to face trials. I think the one thing that unifies every single human being is the fact that we are going to face trials. And I always just want to speak to, because I have those things in my own life and the times that I've grown the most and and have been healed the most of when people have spoken hope and healing in the midst of my heartache Mm -hmm. or pain or uncertainty,
0: Yeah. And, you know, I always say, of course, I want to be able to learn on the mountaintops when everything's going great and awesome and I can really worship and praise. And that's true. You can. But my deepest heart lessons in spiritual maturity have definitely come from the storms, from walking through Mm -hmm. them, um, from being forced to rely on the Lord as nothing else is left. You know, nothing else Uh, could step up in that moment. Um, And none of us likes to get to that place, but it's actually a beautiful thing to know that as you walk through those storms, there is good coming from it. Not maybe by the world standards or by what we would choose for ourselves, but really in that growth and that closeness. Um, You know, I remember at one time coming out of a really deep, deep, dark, struggling place. And when I was starting to see light and come out on the other side, having this little part of me in my heart that was a little bit sad thinking, I won't have, you know, the desperate clawing for closeness and for just hearing God's presence and his voice every day to survive like I was when I was walking through that valley, but knowing that I'd been equipped with a different level of understanding and maturity because I'd walk through that. Not that we would choose those things, but being able to look back on those times with some amount of affection. know for what they brought us yeah um i want to make sure that we talk about your new album abel tell us what it's about what songs we should watch for Mm -hmm. and um kind of what fueled the whole thing
1: sure well i you know in a nutshell i guess this you know the last three years um has just been kind of a wilderness season for me i would say and uh i spent the last 10 years touring full-time Um, playing in arenas all over America, you know, on on buses and on major, major A market tours with tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. And this last few years, you know, when when COVID hit us in March of 2020 and everything shut down and, you know, our livelihood depends on us playing Mm -hmm. live music and touring and when that all stopped, I watched my my calendar that was booked a year out. I just watched it evaporate in the course of about two mm. weeks. And I we just didn't know what to do, you know, and, and we have three kids. And and I was like, man, Lord, what what is happening? Like, where are you? What are you doing? And I just had this real strange sense of peace that that um, he was orchestrating my circumstances and my steps. And so we be that really began a process of us pivoting and navigating a whole new normal and and in this last season of just being out. Like we just really didn't stop playing. We rented a minivan, bought a little sound system, and we hmm. started playing private home parties in mm-hmm. people's back backyards.
0: And, I've uh, heard about
1: it's, this. It's just unbelievable. It was it's been the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful seasons of my life because it just showed me so clearly how, again, how we're all just people. We, we all need hope. We all need Jesus so desperately. And, and we're way more unified in America than we are divided. Like I have just been Mm -hmm. witness to it so much. And all these things that have been going on, I feel like have been the Lord just stripping me away from all the noise and all the Mm -hmm. production and all of the steamers and hazers and lights and lasers and big stages and getting me in a backyard with 50 people and sharing and being community and loving on each other. It's really shown me, if I can put if I can pinpoint it, I feel like the Lord has been showing me this season his Abba's heart. Like that's just the revelation that's been piercing my heart, that that has been exploding in my heart over the last three years is this wilderness season where I feel like the only way I could have known the heart of a dad of Abba is to be alone and quiet with him in the wilderness where that's that's just the only way it's happened for me. So out of that has kind of just birthed this passion um, and this excitement and this joy to just Trumpet that message to people, and that's what these every song on this new project just I really pray that it it ministers to people in that space, a lot of us who have grown up a religion or grown up around church culture, who know a lot about God's resume or a lot about his accolades or what he does and and you know the notion that God is able, I think has a lot less to do with what he can do for me by changing my circumstances, but really who he is as a dad and what he wants to do in and through me. Mm-hmm. And that's really the heart of these songs.
0: We have been talking today with Ryan Stevenson, brand new album out, Abel. Before we go, tell us where people can find you,
1: what you're up to, your tours, your music. We're actually out on the road right now. Uh, we you, People can find me really easy. I'm all over social media um, at ryanstevensonmusic.com or you know what all those other things um instagram all of that stuff it's just ryan's music and i i love you know staying connected with people on there
0: well thank you for visiting us on live in the Bream. and hopefully we'll see you out there on the road i'm going to go to the website and see how close you're going to get to us and try to come see you in person Ryan, thank you so yes, much yeah.
1: would love that thank you shannon i appreciate your time
0: Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.
1: From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.